WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Welcome into the basement. It is Monday night, and it can only mean one thing. Good evening, brothers and little sisters. Jamal, but Jamal's back after a uh, birthday filled last Monday. What'd you get? Oh man, I got a lot of stuff. Not really, but I got some luggage. I didn't have any before that, so I got this big luggage kit. It was pretty cool. So when you went around the country with Hondo, you just put it in, in the Tra- backpack. Travel in the backpack and a Adidas duffel bag. That's how we do it. Sport. That's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how we get down. Ray Mar is back. What's up, Ray? Nothing much. Just got done putting a little dartboard in the house. So a, a dartboard, you, is it the with the uh, metal tips and everything? Yeah, it's the cork board. The cork. Hey, so where does that rank among the uh, you know the household sporting games like table hockey, like table hockey, ping pong, a little uh, foosball? Uh, what, what, you well, know what's what, what is the what's the best little... what's the best like arcade game you could have at the house? You mean for like a... for a man? We'll be sexist for a man. For like the, for like I, the I think the pool table would be number one, and then uh, Halo. <laughs> Pavel was that kid, that kid that sat in his, his basement with it with the Nintendo, no, I'm not, with uh, the duck hunt, with the, with the gun to the screen though, with the gun to the screen. I think the new thing is with the Wii. I'd rather be playing oh, the Wii. Then. Uh, how about the Wii injuries? People getting like Wii tennis elbow, hurting themselves and stuff. But uh, the man is here, Pavel. Glad, glad you can remember to come tonight. We appreciate that. Uh, I'm glad I came too. Thanks, Sandy. Matt Benjamin, a new face. What's up? Not much. Uh, you can't see my face, but it's it's very pretty. <laughs> it's very pretty. It's very pretty. <laughs> but if you'd like to get in the house, 517-432-3893 is the number. The email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Easy, easy on the mic over there, St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Wanted to point at Easy does it over there, Pujols. We got Cardinals and Cubs representing on the basement today. Pujols. Nice. The, mic, the mic's not working. That's a negative on that mic in the corner. Pop Our engineer is, is, is telling us it's an X nay. So you guys are going to have to go two for one on that mic over there. But if you want to go ahead and call us, that'd be great. 517-432-3893. Pavel can't keep his hands off the mic. <laughs> it's all right, though. Uh, topics today, if you want to speak on any of it, we... Uh, Talking Spartan hockey in a little bit here. Super Bowl, yes. Got a little Plaxico Burris love. Uh, Michigan State basketball, clearly. We'll talk a little interesting article in the free press today. Uh, Can Michigan State ever catch Michigan in football? Uh, Or could Michigan catch Michigan State in hoops? We'll see what the contributor had to write. And if we agree or disagree also, uh, California marijuana, uh, for medical purposes, will be distributed through vending machines in parts of California soon. Uh, we're going to put our two cents in on that. And as always, you have to kick a little entertainment topics. You know, it can't it can't be all X's and O's all the time. That's why you got to interject some some real life stories. And I try to, you know, kick the real life stories. What was it last week? The uh the commercial attire of of, of women's commercial attire during winter, black stretch black stretch pants tucked into Ugg boots with a nor- some type of north face coat. Uh, with perhaps a side satchel, <laughs> uh, but that was the beef last week. This week, there it's, it was a tough it was a tough decision. Uh, from what I observed, just everyday life, license, personalized license plates, or uh, th- that guy who because today the weather was above thirty two degrees but less than forty, that guy who has to wear t shirt and shorts to class. Mm-hmm. Are you that guy? Uh or are you that guy who has like the the personalized license plate like or the or the girl that has like a cutie or when I was in t- in Dallas it was uh Apple Bottom A P P L B T M. Apple <laughs> Bottom. That's that's what got me going on it. But it was incredible. Personalized license plates. I don't get it. First off, if you ever have to run from the cops, you're screwed. <laughs> because they're going to be like, all right, some idiot with, uh, with, you know, then the people get get tricky. and it, They try to use, like, you get the Michigan State license plate with the S, and they try to make that letter part of their license plate. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw. I saw the Michigan personalized one, and it said at the Oron, so Moron. 
Tell me why. If there's a caller out there that has a personalized license plate, please tell me why you have it. Like, uh, I had a professor last semester, and her license plate was like Dr. Kim or something. Like, get, <laughs> get out of here. That's... I mean that you get you know your your CEOs might have you know like LGI CEO you know mm-hmm. come on you know you know what they say you know the the, the sports cars and the personalized license plates is overcompensation for other da, things. da 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 we won't even go there but five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three is the number Spartan hockey <coughs> coming up right after we talk Tigers Tigers looks like Brandon Inge will stay in Detroit for the time being he'll report as a catcher uh, to spring training. Uh, guys, your thoughts on Brandon Inge? Do you think he'll be a Tiger uh, for the fu- for the near future and throughout the year? I do. I mean, like my man P said, you just look at what he can bring to the team. He plays all, I don't say eight positions. He doesn't pitch, but he can be a catcher. And it's like you said, even if he doesn't want to catch, what are you going to do for a team that has a chance to win a championship? You're going to keep your mouth shut and contribute as much as you can. Ray, your thoughts? Brandon Inge staying a Tiger? Uh, I don't think we can uh, unload him with this high contract and uh – you know, he's a middle-aged, average, you know, first baseman. I don't think many teams are in the market for that. So I think we're going to, you know, be stuck with him, unfortunately. I but, don't. I but mean, super, super utility player, explain what would be Brandon Inge's new role on the team. I'd, like you said, utility player, definitely. You know, so, catcher, third base, outfield. You know, Pudge is getting older. He's going to need a couple of days off. So become a utility catcher, play 30, 40, maybe 50 games for Pudge this year. You fill in for Cabrera when he needs his days off, and you're looking at you know maybe play some around the infield somewhere. You're looking at almost 100 games out of 162. That ain't bad for you know a World Series contender. So I would take that rather than be a third baseman for the Marlins. Yeah, I think I think that's a good that's a good point. You look at Brandon Inch, and that's a good problem to have. If you have that talented of a player, who you have you know you have to put him to the bench because you have such a stockpile of talent. And, and when you have to go to the bench, look what you bring off. You know, obviously Brandon Inge has a nice, gets a nice paycheck because he's a talented player. But in the best interest of, I'd say Brandon Inge, swallow your pride for a year or two because you might win a ring. And for the Tigers, you know, you got some talent coming out, coming off the bench. So Brandon Inge looks like he will stay a Tiger. Uh, they call him a super utility player. So Brandon Inge will report to spring training as a catcher. So. Uh, third base, obviously, not his position anymore since the trade. Uh, but Spartan hockey, big win Friday. Uh, I don't know a, th- a, a thing about hockey. I've said this before. If my kid ever touches a hockey stick, it's it's a right. He's in timeout. He, <laughs> he's he's in timeout. But good to see Michigan get beat at their crib one to zero. Pavel, your thoughts on first the. The, the whole weekend, the one the one zero win and then the two two tie. It had at the end of the day, you have to be pleased with Michigan State's performance. I'm pleased, but I'm also looking at what might have been. We were one minute away from sweeping the number one team. Michigan came in twenty two and two, and you know they, they suffered a loss, but it's not going to knock them far from the hill. So. I think they're ranked two, second in the nation now, so it didn't hey. didn't yeah. do much. All I know is, I mean, you go on to Yost in Ann Arbor and you win there for the first time since they built the place, and like. 1855 or something like that. I don't know. They won for the first time like 10 years or something. Nobody on that team, I think it was 2003 actually, nobody on that team had ever won in that building before. You go into the number one team in the country's house, you beat them at their place. Okay, they tied here, but you still got that to say, hey, you know, we'll take three out of four points from you on the weekend. But then again, that's why hockey's whack. You can <laughs> because, because you can end a game in a tie. As a fan, you're leaving the building, it's just a feeling of neutrality, like, wow. I just spent X amount of dollars, spent this many hours of my life watching this game, and nobody won, nobody lost. L or WLT, like, can we just can we exonate that tie column and can we go ahead and and have a shootout? You know how how hot and bothered would the student section be if they had a shootout? How rowdy would they be? They're they're getting to it. You know the NHL started it, and you know people love it. I love it at seeing in the NHL. So no I more mean, ties. The NCAA has to look at that and, you know, Wouldn't it just be rules? better, though, if they just had overtime hockey throughout every regular season like they do in the playoffs? Just, just keep going until you, you score? Just keep going until you score. No. There's nothing, there's nothing <laughs> better than overtime hockey. Like one, 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 one five-minute period of, of overtime is enough for me. I don't know. Do you think it's a disadvantage to have a shootout? Like, do you think that's a true winner is not decided? When you have a shootout, it's, yeah, it's kind of a little... 
you know, gimmicky, you know, you got to wonder, are the players, you know, that mentality, is it still there to, you know, do your best thing, or are you trying to show up to the fans, make a nice move, and you care more, more about the move than the win? All right, Spartan Sports Wrap, this is our show. 517-432-3893 is the number. Your thoughts, should College Hockey Institute a shootout at the end of a tie game after the five-minute overtime period? I think absolutely. Let them play out the, the overtime, see what happens, but let's let's not end in ties. It's just so neutral. Ugh. You know, I think I think if you do go to a five minute overtime, I think you know the intensity of college hockey is a lot more, well, a lot better than in the NHL. I think the, you give them five more minutes, they'll decide it. Even if they have to, you know, make do extreme measures, they'll have to settle it somehow. So because a point is very important in the standings in the CCHA. So you're not for the shootout, then you'd rather see an extra five minute overtime period played on top. Yeah, of- give them a five minute overtime. And uh, you know, so just keep playing five minute overtime periods, or like a ten minute, or what? No, just one five minute overtime after a tie. You know, experiment with that a couple of years, and if that isn't solvent, if you're still having your thoughts about the same thing, then then do a shootout. You're talking about an extra five minutes. Yeah, an extra five minutes. Okay, so, okay like a basically a double double overtime. Yeah, here. you know, get a get a break, right. resurface the ice, and then <coughs> give still an extra five on five. Because you know, a, another remedy would go to like three four on three four. or four on four, which would increase the offensive skill on the ice. Well, hockey's still whack. They, be, they, they better do something to save it because it's heading to pay-per-view soon with, with boxing. It's, like boxing. <laughs> it's on its way to, to where boxing is now. That's why they, I'm sure that's one of the reasons why the NHL did that is because they need to draw interest and in scoring more goals is sexy, and that'll draw the interest. You know, why isn't Joe Louis Arena selling out? Mm. Hockey town? Really? You know, you have to look at those kind of things. Because they're raising the and prices. Ho- and hockey is a uh, is a niche, is getting more and more nichified. Yeah, but we, we that, that's even a word. We can't talk about prices. I mean, the Lions are probably the worst team in the NFL for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. arguably. In the world. Their tickets cost $65 or more. Like, an intermediate ticket for one person, 65 bucks. Now you want to take a family? That's four people at 65 bucks a pop. Yeah, for right. a team that's winning two, three, five games a year. It's definitely not the. Yeah. Can't be the price. Well, well, in football, there's only 16 games in a season. Divide that by two. There's I know, only, eight only eight. Games. Yeah, but so NHL. I mean, I mean, the Joe Louis is also one of the most you know outdated facilities in Detroit. Ford Field, Comerica Park, the Palace. You know, it's a totally different event. The Palace, you know. the Palace of, of Auburn, Auburn Hills. Hills. Yes, Jamal. Be, Jamal, be sure to say that the Pistons don't play at Cobo anymore. Man, not at the Joe, not at the Olympia. No, they play in Auburn Hills, forty-five minutes from the city, forty-five miles, excuse me, from the city. But uh, MSU is yet to lose in the new year. Uh, Pavel Jeffler playing great. Uh, CCHA goalie every week this month. Uh, is he? What? Where does he rank in the nation in goaltending? Do you think he's top three in the nation? He's gotten national recognition last year for taking his team to the national championship. You know, he could just as well do it this year. He proved it by shutting out the Wolverines at Yost that he can take over games. He can take over the NCAA tournament, and they could just, well, win a second national championship. He gets hot, and, you know, he's unstoppable. He makes some big saves on Friday night. Jeff Lurg, he is, he, just in case you didn't catch that, he's CCHA Goalie of the Week again this week. And he was last week and the week before. Is that five straight now? Incredible. So it tells you where's the best goalie of the conference? Right here at Michigan State. So uh, if you're just joining us, it seems like uh, Tigers' Brandon Inch will stay with the team. He'll report as a catcher to spring training. Um, Also, it was like 35, 40 degrees today, max. Uh, That does not warrant shorts and a T-shirt. Please cover it up. I don't want to see it. Uh, Spartan Hockey Big Win Friday, 1-0 in Ann Arbor. They tied Michigan at home 2-2 Saturday. Uh, and that's why hockey is not as good as the NFL, Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball, because you can end in ties. NFL, you can end in ties. Seven once. Yeah, but Pit- it really happens. <laughs> what, in Arena League or something? <laughs> no, it's happened in the NFL. The one time. Never mind. Never. We'll, we'll get that later. We'll How many NHL games end in ties weekly? Okay, you know, not I, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Though. Is that because they can't, None. they can't stomach None. winning or losing? <laughs> <laughs> no NHL games end in ties anymore. Well, that's because you know they that, got right? the shootout. But I still see yeah, the, the, college NHL, games, college the NHL. Games. I haven't watched an NHL game in so long. The la- I caught like five minutes of the outdoor game they're playing. Yeah, the one just, in Buffalo. J- just because Ryan, I saw Ryan Miller out there, you know, so, so show some Spartan love, but hockey. Ew. But see, for our listeners, that we have diverse diversity in programming, something we pride ourselves in here at the Impact. And we just covered hockey, so chalk that up. Hot, we talked hockey, and now uh, we will talk the NFL, uh, the world's 
the world's best league, in my opinion. Uh, not my favorite, but they generate money. Fans love it. Uh, we've got the New York Giants in the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Who are you taking? Giants. That's so whack. You it, would. Wait, I'm just. I picked the Patriots when they were going against the Rams in 01 when the Patriots were on the dog. That's my thing. I always pick the underdog in the Super Bowl because if I win, I look like a genius. If I lose, I was expected to lose. So I always take the underdog. Jamal pull, pulls the Rudy card. <laughs> yeah, I think the Patriots have the edge, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Giants. Demon. That's you got it. That's so whack. Come on. You just already won. Jamal. All right, so Ray and Jamal with the Giants. Uh, anybody else? I'm going for plaques. I'm going for the G-Men. Wow. Yes. Plaques. Are you, are, I love uh, no, plaques. No. Are you going for them, or are they going to win? Because they're not going to win. The Patriots, you know what, in that, warm weather, on a fast track, are going to score 40 points on the G-Men. It's going to be something like 40 to 28 game time. Brady's your MVP, as did, he has been all season. Did you see the last game of the regular season? G-Man and Patriots. Eli Manning probably had the best game of a season. Can he do it again? He's been impeccable in the playoffs. Perfect. But give him two weeks to prepare. I think he'll be great. Give Belichick two weeks to prepare and tear apart that New York secondary and see and see what happens to when Plax, when Plaxico Burris isn't even on the field because the Patriots are just charging up and down, scoring massive amounts of points. It could go either way. Could go but either way. Look at the look at the I mean, team. There's, no, there's no reason to think that the Patriots aren't going to win this game, unless you you know you want to play the underdog underdog card. Um, you know, there's no logical reason to think that the Giants can play. That any part of the game, Pats are better. I'll give you a logical reason. Look at the teams that almost. I know they didn't. Look at the teams that almost beat the Patriots this season. You got the Eagles, the Ravens, and the Giants. Chargers. All teams that blitz the crap out of Tom Brady and put pressure on the quarterback, forced him to move, which is something he can't do very well. The Giants have arguably, maybe you know for a fact, the best front four in the NFL. Yeah, straight they, hand, they can put, right, straight hands, Hall Manure. of Famer one day. Right, they can put pressure on them all the deal. day. New York's talent is slammed into their defensive front. That is where their talent exists, mm-hmm. the defensive line. That is it. There's only so much you can do when Brady's picking you apart on three-step drops and Randy Moss is feasting, not, a, not to mention Wes Welker, White Lightning, <laughs> White Boy, show you got to show the White Boys some love. White Boys can play receiver too, getting it done. I'm not going to classify receivers simply by race, but it's, isn't, it, isn't it good to see? White man, white man, white man can jump. Dan, I'll give you this. You know the Giants aren't going to win by running the ball. They're not going to fool the Patriots. The Patriots are going to stuff them. You're not going to win with Brandon Jacobs. The only way they're going to win if is if the receivers, Plaxico Burris, Steve Smith, Amani Toomer, they've got to have. They've all got to have great games. They've all got to make some big-time catches. It's also on Eli. If Eli can control the ball, the Giants will have a shot. You're also forgetting Ed McCaffrey, by the way. Hey, let's, uh, let's get back to Broncos. J- can we get back to Jamal's point? Uh, he talked about teams that almost beat the Patriots. Um, last time I checked, almost doesn't count. Unless, Whatever, unless, unless, unless you're Brandy. playing Unless you're playing horseshoes or hand grenades. <laughs> That's when almost counts. But 517-432-3893 is the number. The email address, wide open all hour, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Who's your Super Bowl pick, the Pats or the G-Men? 517-432-3893. Don't get me wrong, though. I want to see Plaxico Burris win a Super Bowl because he is a Spartan guy and he's talented and I like his swagger on the field. Uh, Plaxico had some comments. His confidence is high. Plaxico had some comments to the media uh, during Super Bowl prep week this week while wearing his Michigan State football shirt. So you got to show, show some love. Plaxico Burris. I, I just think as a player right now, uh, you know, going into a game of this magnitude, and you know, I would think everybody's confidence would just be through the roof. I don't think that, you know, you, you leading confidence leading up to the game. You, I mean, your confidence should already be at all time high. So I expect for us to go out and perform well and play well in all facets of our, you know, our team. And, and um, we're just, uh, you know, relishing and appreciating the opportunity that we have. That was Plaxico Burr's former Spartan wide receiver. He'll play in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots. He was rocking the MSU football shirt at his press conference. So you got to, you, you know, he knows. He knows where his roots lie. It's good to see. 
Plaxico. It was good to see him here for the Michigan game, too, on the sideline, fired up. Uh, but here you go, guys. The Pats lose. The Patriots get upset by the Giants. Is this the biggest upset of our generation, last 20 years? Yep. I mean, I can't. All the games I can think of are a little older than 20 years, so you're right. You're talking about the last 20 years. This has to be the biggest upset. Uh, hands down. I would it seems like. agree. I mean,. I mean, when's the last time a team's going in the going in the Super Bowl eighteen and zero? Yeah. So I mean, and that's the grand is is isn't every championship game the granddaddy of them all? Right. But you know, it's the it's the the mecca of football, and that's the America's most popular sport, apparently. So biggest upset of our generation is Appalachian State over UM. So. Yeah, chuck chuck that one up. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we we were talking hockey a minute ago. I don't want to get too far ahead, but uh, we look at. The success the hockey team has had of, as of late, they're ranked, I believe, five in the nation now after uh, upsetting number one Michigan over the weekend. They only move up one spot, and Michigan moves down the, one. You're a little biased? You think they should have moved up a little more? They should have moved up a little more, yeah. They should have. Which MSU team, we'll talk hoops in a little bit, uh, which MSU team has the best chance to be in their respective final or frozen four, men's hoops or men's ice hockey? State your case. Got to go with the hoops. Um, they're proving a little bit more. You got people on the team like Drew Namick and Drew Neitzel who've actually played in the Final Four. Drew Neitzel was a starting point guard as a freshman on the team that went to the Final Four. They've got the coaching. Not to say that Rick Conley can't coach, but you got to get lucky to get to the Frozen Four. I mean, that Michigan State team last year was good, but they they got really lucky too. You know, you got to get some real luck going. So I'm I'm gonna go with the sure thing and say that the the hoops team has a better chance. If you're speaking technically, I'll say Frozen Four because you only need to win two games to get to the Frozen Four. It's a smaller tournament. You're in a region. Michigan State last year was in the Grand Rapids region. They won two games. You know, you're in there with three other teams. You're right there. So you win one game and you're in the Elite Eight. So it's easier to get to the Frozen Four in hockey than Michigan State, where they have to go through you know four teams to get all the way to the Final Four, and then you know your job is half done. So who's got the better chance to win it all? I'm going to go with basketball. Basketball's got the complete team. I know you might get to the Frozen Four, but then you know stuff happens, and it's really hard to repeat. Our email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Our telephone lines are wide open, 517-432-3893 is the number. Uh, in case you didn't know, Drew Neitzel, Big Ten Player of the Week, uh, after averaging nearly 20 points in two games, also dishing out three assists and grabbing about four rebounds, I believe, were his numbers in the past two wins. Uh, that's over Northwestern and recently Michigan yesterday. So uh, before we get to that, though, uh, we have a little article, a little free press, and it's not our boy Drew Sharp either. Uh, Jamie uh, Samuelson over at the blog, blog at the freep, freep.com, uh, oh, just in case you want to go to r.com, it's uh, impact89fm.com. Uh, click the podcast and check out our archives. Uh, our archives go back to even 06, I believe. So, like, more than 50 or 60 shows you can listen to and go back uh, to back in the day. Brigitte used to be on this show. She will be back, fellas. Do not worry. Do not <laughs> do not fret. She'll be back. She's taking the LSTAT next week or this week or something she's got some prep course so she'll be back we're not we're not being sexist Brigitte will be back with the female perspective on sports uh, next week or the week after but she's preparing for the LSTAT which is very important for you know those of you who think you have to get more than a bachelor's degree unlike Jamal and I who are going to get the heck out of here yes, when, when we get that degree uh, but free press contributor Jamie Samuelson he says the gap between U of M and MSU is bigger in basketball than football. Yes, agreed. Very, you know, that's easy to throw out there. Okay. Like, you know, oranges are fruit. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Great. Yeah. Great. Easy statement. Uh, but he, he goes on to say, in the long term, in the long term, he argues that Michigan State cannot catch U of M in football, but U of M could catch MSU in hoops. He states it on his theory of the U of M brand is simply too strong. Uh, I don't know about that. Their recruiting base locally and nationally is massive, yes, to some extent. Your thoughts. Jamie Samuelson, contributor to the Free Press, he says, 
Michigan State can never catch Michigan in football, but Michigan could catch Michigan State in hoops. First thing, Jamie is a man. Is that what you just told me? He. J- he. J- he? Okay. Yes, he. All right, well, I don't, I'm going to get on that later. But in terms of they can never catch us, I, I don't see how you can make a statement like that and really think that what's coming out of your mouth or typing or whatever is accurate. I mean, the only thing that Michigan has in football that Michigan State doesn't is prestige. And even though Michigan State's won national championships, we do have some prestige, but we do not have Michigan's level of prestige. In the next four years, this may be unrealistic to some, but go with me here. Say Rich Rodriguez's new spread system at U of M fails miserably. The team goes 6-6 six and six or worse in one of those three years. Michigan's not going to tolerate it. They'll fire him quickly. That's how Michigan operates. They need to win. They need to win now. Now, in the meantime, you got a coach here in Mark D'Antonio who's slowly but surely building the Spartans into a winner. I don't see how, in three years, you got a guy who arguably could have Michigan State in the top half of the Big Ten, and you got a school firing a coach that just lost games. How, how does that mean we don't pass them? I mean, just because... We haven't won as many national championships as Michigan has in football. It means we can't catch them. Were you were you here that when we had that talk of like a couple months ago about tradition mm-hmm. not mattering? Exactly. Tradition really doesn't matter that much anymore in the world of sports. Like exactly. you said, you want to win and you want to win now. I don't care what Michigan did decades ago. Mm-hmm. And, and as a matter of fact, there's people out there that probably don't care what Michigan State did decades ago. What have you done for me lately? Lately perfect. is not 30 years ago or the shared national championship you had with Nebraska in 97, okay? Right, right. And let, even before that, since 1966, this goes for both sides, Michigan and Michigan State have won the exact same number of national championships. One. And you're right, theirs was shared. And ours was in 66, theirs was in 97. So you're talking about, in that time period, who's been, you know, who's won more games? They have, but what do they have to show for it? I want to hear your thoughts. 517 the email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. We're going to sit on this topic for a minute here. Jamie Samuelson, he, named Jamie, he's on 6 to 8 a.m. weekdays on WDFN. That's 1130 Detroit. Because uh, the, the way I, I caught his sex was you can read more of his opinions at freep.com backslash Jamie. Sounds like a MySpace page. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he says... That Michigan State can never, in the long run, can never catch up with Michigan in football. But in basketball, Michigan could close the gap and catch Michigan State and perhaps be better. Never. No. I, don't, I mean, how? I don't think so. In the long term, let's, let's define long term. Is long term 10 years, 15 years? No, I, in the ten, next in the next 10 years? In the next 10 years, Michigan Not, You can't even say that because long term is like... In spo- especially in sports, you're given a three-year window, so long term's like six or eight years. Exactly. All I know is, as long as you know that one sad day that's going to come eventually, when Tom Izzo no longer wants to be the coach, he'll be here as long as he wants to. That one day where he no- decides that he wants to retire, someone that he trained is going to be the next co- head coach of Spartan basketball. So you're basically got another Spartan around the reins that knows how to operate this well-oiled machine. It might be Jimmy Boylan, exactly. Out of Utah. Exactly. You know, you, you got people on the bench now. Mike Garland. You know, you got Dwayne Stevens. You got people there now. I, Montgomery that could do it now. So I, I think Mike Garland would be a perfect coach. He is an in-your-face, smash-mouth coach. He would make this Michigan State program even tougher than it is under Izzo. Meanwhile, Michigan basketball is running the basketball equivalent of the spread offense by checking 83s a game. Like That's going to get it done. Let's be real now. That's not happening. And, and those Mike Garland haters that say, oh, he went to Cleveland State and couldn't win. Uh, Cleveland State is winning, I believe, right now. And who are they winning with? Mike Garland's players. That was a smelly situation where Garland was fired slash forced to resign. Whatever happened there, Coach G is a great coach. Take it from me. The guys love him. They love Coachy. They love what he brings to the table, his intensity, his experience. But here's what Jamie Samuels says in his story. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look to this this part. Uh, could U of M basketball ever pass MSU basketball? This is Jamie Samuelson's words. He says, "Well, they had the edge only a decade ago. A decade ago, when they were doing what? Cheating. <laughs> Cheating." By gosh, I want to see what Tom Izzo could do if he could cheat like Michigan cheated. If Tom Izzo Dexter could pay $480,000 for a player, I guarantee he'd get the Dexter best player in the nation. Strickland. We would have Dexter Strickland. We would have Delvin Rowe. All right, we still, I mean, we would, Our number, 517-432-3893 five, five, 
is the number. The email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. Here's the question of the night, or the proposition, I should say. MSU can never catch U of M in football, but could U of M catch MSU in hoops? Two parts there. Could MSU ever catch U of M in football? I believe they could, and I believe they could do it very soon. Like you said, Jamal, I I think SI kicked out a poll today, Mm -hmm. preseason top 25 football. Michigan is not on it. Neither are we. Yep. But Michigan is not there. It's going to take some time to get that spread offense acclimated in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. And, you know, name some teams that have been national powerhouses from the Big Ten Conference that have run the spread. I don't know. Only one I can name is Northwestern, and that's nowhere near national power. I don't know. The Illinois did go to the Rose Bowl this year with the. And what they do in the Rose Bowl? Get down. You know, that's the ultimate goal of the Big Ten is to get to the Rose Bowl. Pretty much pretty decent with that breeze running the Joe Tiller offense. It's one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the Big Ten. Yeah. That's what Chucking it'll take. 90 passes a game. Yeah. But you're right, they got to the Rose Bowl. But could, Ray, could, Michigan, could Michigan State ever catch Michigan in football? I mean, I, I without so. Without having hindsight, without looking back and saying, oh, this is, they had Woodson, a Heisman winner, they won this national championship, yada, yada. Without looking back ahead, can Michigan State catch Michigan in the next six to eight years? I think so. I think it all depends on Rodriguez's system. I mean, if, it, if it's a success, I think, I mean, we might have a tough, tougher time, but uh, I think as of right now, I think. We have the edge of catching them in, in football rather than basketball. I'll do you one better. It only takes one coach to turn a program around. And I'm not saying that Mark D'Antonio is the Messiah. Don't get me wrong. You know He could go the opposite direction next year. Who knows? That's why we, they play the games, right? All I know is look at a program like USC. Great history, blah, 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 blah. Six years ago, before Pete Carroll got to USC, they were in the bottom of the Pac-10. Pete Carroll comes in, puts in his... You know, program. He's getting Reggie Bush. He's getting Matt Liner. He's got Heisman winners, perennial national powerhouse. Now look at all the teams that used to be, you know, Cal, UCLA. They're chasing Carroll. In time, every team has their day. And you cannot say that Michigan will never be caught by Michigan State because it only takes one coach, maybe even one player, to turn a program around. Nick Saban, LSU. Yep, exactly. What was LSU before Saban out there? Then they won the national championship. Never heard of them. And they and here we, and here they want to talk about like the, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. the 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 brand the brand of Michigan the brand of you know their history. Guess what? People don't care about that anymore. Recruits, what have you done lately? Okay, I was not a recruit that's in high school was not alive when Michigan was in their heyday. Okay, a recruit is is growing up watching USC win, watching Georgia be a successful program. Watching not Notre Dame so much anymore either. <laughs> the traditionals are losing out. Nebraska's losing the, now. The yep. Nebraskas are, and eh, it's it's a new the Miami of Florida. Yep, is not is not what it was before. Florida State is not the team it was in the nineties that we that we grew so up we grew watching. Up, yep. We grew up in the what the Florida State Miami maybe a, a, the tail end of Michigan maybe yep. if, if it even existed. The end. Yep. But definitely the kids growing up today are seeing Oregon. USC, Georgia, Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, Alabama's going to be coming up soon. Look out. LSU. L- there it is, LSU. Branding, the Michigan brand. Mm-hmm. Recruits aren't going to care about that. They might care what that brand's going to do for my pockets. But, <laughs> you know, how, how much you're going to put in my pockets. But I think, I think that Michigan has a long way to go in catching up to Michigan State in hoops, number one, because... Beeline's offense. You're going to live and die by shooting the three. Mm-hmm. And what he's going to bring in is he's going to bring in big guys, what, like Pitznagel, that yep. not aren't low block forces, can't score around the low block. They can pop out and shoot threes, yes. But is that going to work in the Big Ten? Nope. Time will tell. I don't know. Uh, there, Yes, there. you can argue that there aren't many big po- low post scores in the Big Ten right now. Maybe Sean Pruitt, maybe DJ White. But... When he's on, Goran Sutan can can take on the block, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know if that those just slanging trays is going to work. That, that Michigan team, though, that we saw yesterday, you give them two, three years, though, they're definitely going to be up there in the Big Ten. They'll be up there, and they'll still Manny be behind Harris, Michigan State. Manny Harris leading the way because in two or three years, you got Delvon Rowe and Draymond Green, and you know you still got Kalen Lucas here. I mean, Kalen Lucas is going to be special as a junior, as a senior. As long as Tom Izzo can consistently go into state, take out that Mister Basketball. And recruit whoever he wants in the state of Michigan. There is no way that Michigan basketball can catch up to Michigan State basketball. He didn't, get, you, the, he didn't get Mr. Basketball last year. I mean, gr- granted, but I'm just saying, you know, he's got Drew Neitzel. 
he went to Craig Memorial. Ray Mar was Mr. Basketball in Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he, so, yes. he can yes, go into a state, take the best player out of whatever state he wants, and then recruit who he wants in the state of Michigan. You can't tell me Michigan basketball can compete with that. They can't. I mean, and they can run whatever offense they want. Izzo, the way he recruits, can turn players that nobody wanted into good players and players that everybody wanted into great players. 517-432-3893 is the number. Here you go. When is the last time you heard a basketball recruit is split between Michigan State and Michigan. The battle for Nick Perry, the top player in the state in football, is down to Michigan, Michigan State, and USC. When is the last time one of the best players in the state has had to decide a, a player that fits Izzo's system? Okay, Michigan, you say, oh, they got, they got uh, what's his name, Sims, Sims. Deshaun Sims. Okay, we have, that's a poor, that's a poor man's Raymar Morgan. They're the same age. There's your there's your analysis there. He's a poor man's Raymar Morgan. When's the last time you saw that? You, Coach Izzo could say, you know, we really wanted some of these players that Michigan had has on their roster. Please. He might have wanted them, but the reason he didn't get them is because he got better players. It's his choice. Exactly. You, did you see Michigan's backcourt? They looked like they're in seventh grade. <laughs> like, like, who is that? Calvin Grady? It, it, it's I'll, like I'll do you five, one better. Five foot ten, hundred ten pounders. We were sitting behind Michigan's bench yesterday, and I don't know if this was you I was talking to, but we pointed to the end of the bench. The two kids that never took off their warm ups looked like they were in fifth grade. These two kids were about five six, looked like they were in seventh grade. Now you're telling me you go down Michigan State's whole bench, every single player on our team can compete. Some most of them start for any team in the Big Ten. And then you got people on Michigan's bench who are never going to play that are just filling roster spots. You can't tell me that just – I don't see how you could just look at today. yesterday's game as a difference, you know. Yeah, Michigan Michigan basketball was is horrendous. I think our defense played extremely well. Mm-hmm. Uh, five for 21 combined was were, were Deshaun Sims and Manny Harris, thanks in, in large part to Travis Walton, mm-hmm. scored one point. Uh, but that's not where he – he doesn't really fill up the stat sheet. Eight he did assists. have eight assists, though. Six boards, too. So he, he came to play. Travis Walton played tremendous defense. And a testament to, to unselfish basketball. 25 assists on 31 baskets. Drew Neitzel had seven assists, 18 points, seven boards. How, how is he leading the team in rebounding? I don't know. I think Drew Neitzel's back. Uh, we're going to get right into hoops. 517-432-3893 is the number. Uh, this is the only commercial-free hour of sports talk in the Lansing area, so thanks for listening. If you're listening to the coaches or radio show or flip, flipping back and forth, we appreciate that. But before we get to hoops, i got I got to touch on this. We, we touched on like the, the odd news story of the week. Last week it was the 53-year-old woman who who ran down a robber, beat him up, and held him. She, she was a black belt in karate and a marathon runner. <laughs> 24-year-old male broke in her house, stole her purse. That's she chased him down. Fifty-three-year-old woman chased him down, held him till the cops came. How embarrassing is that? How lame are you when you're in the joint and you have to tell the boys what you did? What'd you do? How'd you get caught? Yeah. He's lying his butt <laughs> off. You already know. Five one seven four three two thirty-eight ninety-three is the number. But here is uh, the story of the day. I really, I just try to find these odd stories. I, I find them kind of entertaining. You have to take a break uh, from the X's and O's of sports sometimes. But uh, Los Angeles, California, isn't that you know where the cutting edge of you know all the weird stuff seems to be coming mm, out of California? I, I don't know. But uh, you think vending machines? What are you thinking? Uh, pops? You know, chips. little chips? Little maybe a little coffee? Uh, perhaps you know the new age ones you uh, can get like a hot chocolate out of them or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here you go. California goes a step further than that. What do they do? Vending machines that dispense medical. Marijuana. Uh, the first two were activated today in Los Angeles at a licensed cannabis club. So, cannabis club. Let's play this. Let's play the synonym game. Okay, remember when we played the synonyms for money? That was a great one. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, bread, flow, skrilla, skrilla, <laughs> uh, cheese, cheddar. How about this? Uh, synonyms for cannabis clubs. Um, hippie lettuce hangouts. <laughs> per, that perhaps may be my favorite slang term for weed. Hippie lettuce. The hippie lettuce. Kush. 
the green, the tree, the ganja. But California, they're allowing licensed cannabis clubs to distribute medical marijuana through vending machines. I find this in- intriguing uh, for you know serious pain, nausea. It's not. It's not like put your put your ten dollars and get your <laughs> get your gram or whatever. It's a dime not, I do not know the the. Not, in no way am I trying to endorse <laughs> the purchasing of illegal drugs, but these are used for professional professional purposes. Here's how it works: you you register, you get a like a card, an electronic card with you know a little magnetic strip. It's got your info on it. You slide that. You put your finger up to the scanner, scans your fingerprint. So that's high tech. You know, it's not like you can just go up and steal someone's card and buy it. And then you get uh, you get the reefer of your choice. <laughs> this guy's on CNN today talking about oh you could get the the blueberry, you could get the raspberry. <laughs> like oh really? These these people suffering from the, the chronic back pain get to they even get to choose what flavor of fruit they want to get their their hippie lettuce in. I find this hilarious. Uh, medical marijuana to be is being distributed through vending machines in California. So oh they can the uh, purchasers. Uh, that are allowed to, under medical circumstances, can buy no more than one ounce a week. Oh, that's a jip. You're smoking yourself silly. <laughs> An ounce a week, unbelievable. Here's your here's your uh, here's your anticipated future vending: uh, Viagra, Vicodin, Propecia, and antidepressants. S- seriously, antidepressants. Viagra, Vicodin. Wow. What's this? Wow. That, that's just an interesting interesting story of the day. Interesting news story of the day. Medical marijuana distributed through vetting machines in California. Can't get a cure for cancer or AIDS, but we can keep it, we can put weed in a vending machine. Do you know there how it, is. it comes? Is it, is it already rolled or is it in like a bag? Or is it- <laughs> I, I, when, I was, when I watched CNN today, I saw the, uh, the cannabis manager of the uh, cannabis hangout, the hippie, the hippie lettuce hangout. Oh, yeah, the he, uh, he just pulled out, the, <laughs> he just pulled out the, the jar of the, just the nuggets of the weed. Okay, so that, it's in a that, jar. They're in a, in a jar, and then I'm not sure if they sell them in a jar or a little baggie or what, but eight, you could get them at vending machines in Los Angeles. So look out. A bad, I, a bad I, business I, endeavor would be to have pieces in a vending machine, and they drop, and they just break. How long so until someone robs this vending machine and just, like, smashes it in or something? Like, <laughs> is, is it in a secure <laughs> area? <laughs> Let's be on the lookout for this. Behind bars. But, uh, yeah, that's just incredible. In no way are we endorsing the use of marijuana at all. Uh, but for medical purposes, there are warranted uses. So don't get our message here twisted, okay? Just say no. Just say no, because there it is. Hugs, not drugs. <laughs> but enough of that. That was just the, the interesting story of the day. I thought I'd share that. Medical marijuana distributed through vending machines in California. It's going. It's already going on. But back back to Michigan, <laughs> Michigan State Hoops. Uh, but if you'd like to comment on anything we've discussed... 517-432-3893 is the number. The Gmail inbox is wide open. WDBMSports at gmail.com. So do you get like a, a, free, a frequent purchaser card? Like, like 10, 10 vendings, you get a free ounce of weed or something? What's the difference between regular marijuana and medical marijuana? Is there like a... The word medical? Is that just like I, th- I think Jamal just I think Jamal just kicked the knowledge for you. Uh, here, here are the uh, back to the medical marijuana thing. I guess this is intriguing. This is, hey, this is a Spartan sports rep. We are talking sports tonight. Don't get it twisted, uh, but we have to kick some entertainment knowledge sometimes just to take our minds off the X's and O's. Customers bring their prescription. Uh, the Vending machine is guarded by a guard 24-7, so I'm assuming you can buy weed 24-7. They're fingerprinted and photographed as well. Okay, so there must be a camera. They receive a prepaid credit card loaded with their individual profile. They choose their dosage, 3.5 grams or 7 grams, and one of five strains of marijuana. (laughs) If we could come up with names of that marijuana, we can't even go there. (laughs) <laughs> like get you really hungry, get you really tired, whatever type of strains there is. The marijuana is in capsule form and dispensed in vacuum sealed packages. There's your answer. Uh, and customers can buy no more than one ounce per week. Incredible! This is in California, United States of America. Marijuana event. Is it all right to talk about this? I, I believe it is. It might be borderline, as my engineer says, borderline. It's on CNN though. 
So it's it's got to be okay. It's, it's but legit. It's legit, right? I just try to tie in the news stories that relate to every day, and this is going on in California. So if you're in California, you could see a big black vending machine. What's that? Some guy pops out. It's his. It's his medicine. So I just think it's it's astounding. It's incredible to see that that's where it's being distributed. And I can go with the argument that you know the overhead. You know, it's, you know, take just like ATMs and money. But back to Michigan State hoops. That just an aside. I don't think I'll be fired for that that previous discussion about <laughs> medical marijuana. I just found it amazing. It was on the front page of CNN. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Breaking news. But a, every, news is always breaking. It's, when's someone going to fix it? <laughs> but Michigan State hoops two conference wins uh, over Northwestern and Little Sister. Uh, big wins. Now we're tied for second in the conference. Uh, Coach Izzo spoke today at his press conference. Here's what Coach had to say looking back at Michigan and looking ahead to. Illinois, Wednesday, 9 p.m. at the Breads. Here's Coach Is. So looking at a little bit of the film of the Michigan game, I still think we did some real good things, and yet we still have some breakdowns that we have to remedy, including that one stretch where they hit maybe four threes in a row and we just didn't do a very good job of covering it. And in a game like Illinois where uh, shots will not be plentiful, I'm sure, uh, the way they guard, um, this is... The concern I have for Illinois is not really with our players, but maybe with everybody else. You know, it's not a two and seven team. Uh, people do have to understand that they've been in every game they've been in. They've uh, had some suspensions. They've had some injuries with Frazier missing one or two games, uh, and then being hurt for some. Had Indiana on the ropes, could have beat them. Had Wisconsin on the ropes, could have beat them. Uh, you know, the beat goes on. Lost tough game to. Penn State at home. I mean, this is a team with a couple of free throws. They've shot very poorly from the free throw line up until last night. <clears throat> and before that, they were shooting, you know, in the, I don't know, I want to say 58, 59% from the free throw line. And that definitely cost them a couple of, uh, for sure, wins, including Arizona early in the year, which really kind of started their trend. But I think the good news for our players is they have great respect and, and know all the players on that team. They have great respect for that program. They know they're going to get guarded like they've never been guarded, and they know that this team is going to move offensively as well as any team we play. Uh, Meacham is having a heck of a year for him. He's making a lot of threes. He's scoring a lot of points. And Pruitt is a beast to handle inside. I mean, uh, at times when he's on his game, he's very, very... <clears throat> very effective in there and uh, and will be a load. And then, you know, the X factors, are the, are, of course, are guys like uh, Brock or, uh, give me some help, Randall. Uh, those two guys are are, uh, are X factors. As Coach Izzo speaking on what Illinois is going to bring to the table to look back at the Michigan game, but definitely Illinois, a team that has a, a very bad conference record. You look at Illinois two and six in the conference, but they are very, I'd say, very lethal team uh, with with their team clicking. Uh, they played last night at North or at home against Northwestern. They won seventy to thirty seven. Mm. So look out, uh, Sean Pruitt is a load inside, as Coach Izzo alluded to. Uh, averages over twelve, just uh, under thirteen points a game, six boards, but for the most part. Not a lot of offensive talent for Illinois. Trent Meacham could hit a couple threes. I think Brian Randall's good but inconsistent. Their guard plays all right. Chester Frazier, one of maybe my most disliked players in the Big Ten, perhaps because he tried to get in a little scrap with T. Walt last year. He's a little, I don't know. We'll see, though. We'll see what happens. 9 p.m. at the Brez, Illinois-Michigan State. And Michigan State looking to get closer and closer to Indiana. Uh, was that the 19th of February or something like that? Mm-hmm. 16th. 16th. Day before my birthday. Look at you. What you, you counting him down, bro? Or what? <laughs> I'm going to be the big deuce deuce. Soon. I hear you, man. That's they, a great club, I'm telling you. They <laughs> don't, the, the birthdays after 21, they don't even matter, huh? You nah. can jerk at 22, I guess. Not until you turn 25 and they don't charge you up the butt for getting a rental car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and insurance goes down. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Uh, but... Looking at those last two wins, a lot of points scored. Is our offense starting to come together? It all hinges on Drew. Um, and not to put too much pressure on him, like he's got to score 30 a night. That's not what I mean. I mean, 
if he's getting open looks and knocking them down to stretch the defense to come out, try to double him off his screens, as you saw last night, he'll find Namick for a dunk. He'll find Sutan for a layup. Every time Drew makes more shots, the defense pays that much more attention to him, and he can distribute the ball. Because let's not forget, he's really a point guard with a great shooting touch. He played point forever, so, you know, he's a good passer. I think the offense hinges on Drew. Absolutely. Is our offense coming together, Pavel? You know, I, I agree with you in a sense that it all, you know, hinders on what Drew does, but Drew gets it going, something else falls apart. You know, Raymar Morgan's not been himself. He had that strong game at Northwestern, but that's the one game sandwiched in between, you know, four bad ones. You know, he had 13 points, but still he was kind of struggling. And where's Goran Sutan been? You know, um, you know, the later we get into the season, you know, the teams we, we played Indiana twice, we played Wisconsin, we need those bigs inside to win and get those points in the paint because we need those points. You know, our shooters, Drew Knights is going to be automatic from three, but, you know, if our big guys can get it going, they can post it out to an open three-pointer. It's just going to help us out and make our offense a lot more stronger. So we have a ways to go before our offense is really kicking. I think it's less the shooting, it's more the ball movement. I think, you know, the shooting percentage has always kind of been there. You know, Drew is in kind of a funk. He's kind of coming out of that now. You know, Lucas has been really shooting the ball well. I think it's more, you know, working the weave and really looking for the open guy. A few times, you know, in the game, you know, they put the ball on the floor, and I think, you know, you got to get those kinks out. Working the weave. I'll, I'll argue against that. I think Goran Sutan has been here, though. You look, he's averaging over eight points and eight boards a game. Here, here Hypothetical, he scores one more layup and, and grabs a, a rebound or two more a game. He's got a double-double per game. No. Quietly had seven and seven. Make, but where, but where did the seven come? Here's, here's my argument. This is nitpicking. You're right because when you got a good team that's what eighteen and two, you can nitpick. You know because they're they're playing well right now. Yeah, it's on Raymar Morgan. He he's getting points. And like he says, he gets to the line five, six, seven times a game. But to go one from four from the line, or like in the Minnesota game where he struggled early and kind of caught fire late, he's got to become more consistent at the free throw line. You know, free throw line. This team needs those points. They need those free throws. Because that's where he's going to eat. Yep. That's where he's going to get five points. I believe he, at one point, let's see, uh, averages like four over 4.7 points a game at the foul line alone. Yep. Yep. And that's averaging. So he's, you know, out of what, six free throws a game, I'm assuming he attempts? So Raymar Morgan has got a lot of freebies that he can take He can take care of if he can, not, if he can be perfect at the line, which is hard. But, I mean, not a stretch. Time is those teams have, been, have always been at the top in free throw shooting and rebounds. And, you know, Raymar Morgan's really disproving that free throw thing. I know. Uh, he's never been a funk like this in his career, though. So I give him the benefit of the doubt for at least a couple more games. And then, then, then you know, we'll really start paying attention to Yeah, give him the benefit of the doubt. But you don't even want to see the free throw percentage for Illinois. You want to talk free throw percentages? And they've been up there they the shoot, last couple of years. They shoot 59%. Mm. From the line. Go ahead and foul them. Bonus, double bonus, I don't care. <laughs> foul, foul Sean Pruitt. 59% from the line? Are as, a, you, as a team. That is horrendous. Sean Pruitt is nearly 50 for 100 in free throws. They need to year. go to the, the Tom Izzo school of free throw shooting, which is you run and run and run, and then you stop and shoot free throws, and you run some more. Ridiculous. Uh, Michigan State, we can brag because we shoot seventy over 70%. From the free throw line, Definitely. you know that's something that Izzo said today. He's going to use Idong Ibak. He's going to use Tom Herzog. You know these guys aren't going to play major minutes, but use those fouls. Foul Sean Pruitt. Yeah, I mean, foul, the, foul Sean Pruitt. Use those free fouls. They should. They should. That's what we got. Make them shoot free throws. Make them get points that way. Don't give them an easy shot inside. We talked about Drew Neitzel, the Big Ten's Player of the Week, his fourth, the fourth of his career. Uh, is the tr- is Drew Neitzel like the true Drew Neitzel that we have seen in the past two games? Is he is he back? I say so because it's not about whether he's making them or not. It's about shooting with confidence. And he's catching and going straight up. He's coming down on fast breaks and rising up. He's chucking it. And that's a good thing for Drew because the more shots he gets, the more points he scores. But early in the season, he was a little tentative and he wasn't shooting the ball. But now he's starting to let it fly with confidence. I mean, you look at the first half of this game. Execution, I'd say you can put a star by because Drew Neitzel took 11 shots in one half. There were games earlier this year where he did not get 11 shots in a game. He was 6 for 11 at the break. Getting Drew Neitzel shots, and what teams are learning is that if you want to double or you want to overhedge when Drew Neitzel comes off a screen, we will execute and bounce pass through the gap for a dunk, a wide-open dunk to get the crowd in the game or take your crowd out of the game. So we will execute if you want to overplay Drew Neitzel, and if you want to play him straight up, 
I'll take Drew Neitzel straight up any night. Pick your poison. You know, you want to shut down Drew Neitzel? We've won games without Drew Neitzel all year, you know. He hasn't been the biggest, you know, the leading scorer. Raymar Morgan's picked it up. You shut down Raymar and uh, Neitzel, you know, Kalen Lucas, what's to say he won't score 25 points? So, Yet so, you know, slowly, there's always someone picking up the slack. Slowly getting to that 05 team where you had six guys averaging double figures. Uh, Calvin Torbert, Allen Anderson, Shannon Brown, Mo Egger, Paul Davis, Chris Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, pick your poison there. You know where you could you have you have the potential in this lineup. Raymar Morgan can go fifteen or more. Neitzel easily, Sutan easily, Kalen easily, Chris Allen. You saw how we could shoot the ball. Seventeen, and Darrell Summers, I'd say has the potential as well. Not as so you have realistically Chris Allen, K, Kalen Lucas. That's two. Sutan three. Neitzel four. Raymar five. Honest to God, not gassing it up, not being a slappy. That's four or five guys that can give you 15 or more on a given night, or could even go for 20 realistically. So pick pick your poison there. And I think that, you know, don't knock on Neitzel. Oh, he's he's not going to be a big-time player of the year anymore. He's not going to do this. He he was overrated. No, 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 no. Okay, one thing, he did have a lot of pressure on him. The team around him had to learn how to play without being so Neitzel-reliant. That took some time. Neitzel had some wrist issues more than people thought. He that once that went away, a week or two ago, I think you started to see it. The shot coming back. Yeah. Is he wearing the wristband anymore? Uh, no, I believe he was hurt. Right. He was hurt. He was having wrist problems. It was sore. Your wrist is a major ligament or articulation when shooting. That's I know I spent four credits in kinesiology <laughs> four hundred for to know something. The uh, the wrist joint is like an arthrodial joint or something. And yours is but popping. You need to get that checked out. If it's sore, it's <laughs> going to be tough to shoot. But Drew Neitzel's back at it, and he had a game high or a, a team high eighteen tied with Kalen Lucas. Uh, but we look at this team. You look at the Big Ten. Indiana lost, but it was non conference, so it doesn't really affect. Is this team still poised to hang the Big Ten championship banner? I mean, you look at a team like Indiana, who top to bottom. People say they might have more talent than MSU, which you can argue. But, you know, I still don't like Kelvin Sams as a coach. I'll take Izzo over any team in the Big Ten. And the thing that Izzo does is he gets all of his guys to commit to defense, get on the floor, get the loose balls, play great man-to-man defense. I mean, the way this team plays, I say it's still theirs to lose. I think it's dangerous for Indiana losing to UConn because now, you know, they were bound to lose. They were coming close, you know, so... They lost, and it was a non-conference game. They're going to regroup, and they're going to just reel off wins now. And I think it's dangerous because... Losses can be contagious, though. That's why they call them losing streaks. So you never know. Wisconsin? We could, we could look Wisconsin? Back, we could look back to this to this game and say, wow, you, that was really where Indiana's season started to turn negatively. And, and they started to lose, and they, they lost two, three straight, 1-1. One, one. So you, you never know how the, how the cookie's going to crumble. You know, with 18 games now in the in the conference schedule, I think 15 um, and three, and two is going to win the Big Ten title. So w- we've got to win at Indiana. We've got to win at Wisconsin. We've got to win one of these tough games where we're usually typically not playing very well. We've lost the last couple of years. You know, at Wisconsin at Indiana. Like we said a couple of weeks ago, we look at Michigan State's records. The years they won the Big Ten title, they had three losses. Mm-hmm. I think four of the years they had mm-hmm. three losses. The other went to the Final Four. And. Uh, we have to. I think it's a, we have to get the W at and Madison at Wisconsin. I think that's huge. I think it's huge that we beat that Purdue beat Wisconsin. But when we go to Purdue, that's going to be one heck of a ball game. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough. They're going to be ready to play. But at the end of the day, the Big Ten title is still still in our own hands. We don't have to wait for someone else to do something. We win out. It's ours easily. It's ours. So there it is. The Big Ten title still right there within grasp. That has been the Spartan Sports Wrap, though. Uh, Illinois will get the W. That's what I'm guessing, guys. Yeah, definitely. On Tom Izzo's birthday, Penn State too on Saturday. So that's two W's on this. Week. I, I think we can beat Illinois, but you know they're a very good team against the rank the ranked opponent. They they played Arizona, Duke, Wisconsin, all very tough. They lost two of those games only by four points. So definitely a team that can creep up on you. There it is, kicking knowledge. That's it. That's been the Spartan Sports Wrap. Thanks for tuning in. We're on every Monday night, seven to eight p.m. You miss us. You want to catch us? ImpactA9FM.com. Simply click the podcast symbol and go to the Spartan Sports Rep archives and check out all our past shows. 
Thanks for listening. For Ray Mara, Jamal Spencer, Matt Benjamin, Pavel Kaufman, I'm Dan Duggars. Thanks for listening. See you next week. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.